there, everyone. Welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast. Here, we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and on today's podcast, I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by Dr. Kathy Cook. Dr. Kathy is the founder and president of Celebrate Kids, Inc. That's a Christian ministry based in Fort Worth, Texas. She's an internationally celebrated speaker and popular radio guest who has influenced thousands of parents, teachers, and children in 30 different countries. You are going to love what she has to say about relationships, about getting to know your children better, understanding how they learn, and how understanding them can help you parent and educate them better. Before we dive in, though, I wanted to make sure that you all know that Dr. Cook and many other authors and experts will be joining us live this season for Teach Them Diligently. That's right. We are going to be hosting real live events in Tennessee, Arkansas, Texas, and Alabama beginning March 18th through 20th and continuing throughout the rest of the spring. Plus, we'll be live streaming our Nashville event so you can literally hear Dr. Kathy and get the encouragement and helps available at Teach Them Diligently all around the world. Check out our website for more details and get your ticket now. We cannot wait to see you there. So now, without further ado, please join me in welcoming Dr. Kathy Cook to the podcast as we dive right into our conversation. So grateful to be back with you again today. I'm thankful to have Dr. Kathy Cook with us. Dr. Kathy is the founder of Celebrate Kids. She serves families all year long in a myriad of ways. So Dr. Kathy, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you tell us just a little bit about who you are and you know what Celebrate Kids actually does all year? Yeah, that's a great question. Let me see if I can do that in a, in a few minutes. And thank <laughs> you for having me on the episode. I'm so excited to be linked now with Teach Them Diligently and really appreciate the work that you're doing and so happy to be at your events this year. So um, my ministry is called Celebrate Kids because I was a celebrated kid. My brother and I were, in, we, our parents cared about us. They paid attention to us. They, mm. you know, they paid attention when we practiced our piano and then sat in the front row at the recital. They didn't just sit in the front row at the recital. They cared about homework and tests. They cared about performances and practices. They were engaged. I come from a very phenomenal family, grew up with grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins, all very closely uh, intertwined. So family means a lot to me and the relationship that you have in the family. You know, the family is ordained in Genesis before the church is ordained. And uh, the family we have is the family God wants us and intended us to have. And that's everything from great grandparents to grandparents to parents to aunts and uncles and siblings and cousins. And, you know, then I have, you know, great nieces and nephew and they're a part of my family. And so I want kids to be celebrated for who they are and not just for what they do, uh, because we have to pay attention to character. We have to pay attention to the heart. Um, We say at Celebrate Kids that we're human beings, not human doings. Hmm. And who we are is more important than what we do, because everything we do, we do because of everything we are. So parents, and that's actually, Leslie, one of the reasons I am an advocate of homeschooling, because you know your children better and you pay attention to their heart better because you're with them so much, which 
let us remind everyone that is a strength to be with your children a lot. <laughs> it's the most glorious blessing on the planet, yeah. even if some days you question that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Even if today what they're listening is one of those days. And exactly. So, um, you know, I established Celebrate Kids to, you know, to give parents the hope that they could raise their children well to the glory of God, that they mm -hmm. would relate well and, and be strong. And we say here at the ministry, we say parent long. You'll never not be a parent. It will be a noun that will always be yours. And there's mm -hmm. different, you know, ages and stages, and there can be challenges and bumps in the road. And we're here to minister uh, to that. So we do conferences, we speak at events. Um, I do a lot of pro-life events. I love to raise millions of dollars for pro-life uh, to save babies and to help parents who choose to carry the term and parent parent well. Um, we do assemblies for for kids in school. I'm not opposed to walking into a brick and mortar school. Um, I do a lot of youth group and uh, work work in churches as well. But most of what we do is uh, homeschool events and um, women's events. I'm an author of six books. I believe that um, I'm a speaker who writes. I, I never intended to write a book, but when you're invited to do so by God, it's good yeah. if you say yes. Um, exactly. And and so it's actually been really fun to see people embrace my books and my radio, you know, shows and. Uh, our podcast and um, be changed. You know what, Leslie, I do what I do for influence and impact. Hmm. And, and I think, you know, I would hope that people parent for influence and impact. I don't do what I do to be popular. I don't, I don't do what I do to be good. That's irrelevant. If I'm quote unquote good, it's because the Lord's allowed me to have impact. And I think we were created for that. And let's walk into that, you know, reality. So it's a, it's a privilege and a blessing. I'm in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, I'm, I live in Fort Worth. I moved here from Green Bay, Wisconsin, after I was a professor. And I have a part of my staff lives in Jacksonville, Florida. So we have, oh, okay. we're, we're a bit scattered and uh, ministering. And again, just so excited to be a part of your action. Well, that is, we are absolutely thrilled to have you joining us. And really, we're excited to bring your heart and your expertise to teach mm -hmm. them diligently this year. We, you know, as you were talking and, and just laying out why it's called Celebrate Kids, my heart was jumping inside of me because that is truly the reason that we all do what we do. We do this we, we parent, we minister because we want to point our kids to Jesus. We want them to feel loved and secure and know whose they are. And so that they can turn out to be mature, well-rounded individuals doing exactly what God has created them to do in the days ahead. So I, your heart was just a huge blessing to, to me and I'm sure everyone who listened. But you also bring an awful lot of expertise to the table. And that's exciting, too, because as parents, you know, we want to do the best that we can in every area. And so part of the reason that that Teach Them Diligently exists is to help equip parents to do their job very, very well, whether it be uh, interacting, engaging, discipling their children, educating them, learning discipline, dealing with special needs, whatever it is that they are they are doing at this time, we want to equip them to do that. And so can you share with our, our family? families a little bit of kind of what your background is and and how you are equipping parents to do their job so much better. Yeah, I'd love to. I appreciate that so much. I am um, I'm a former teacher of second graders and I became a teacher of second graders because when I was a little kid, this is a true story, our teacher took us on a pretend field trip to Hawaii. It was the middle of the winter in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we pretended we were in Hawaii for a week. The library became Hawaii. It was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and my mom was a room mother and back in the day and in charge of the um, Hawaiian luau that we had on Friday with poi and 
a pig with an apple in its mouth. No joke. It was amazing. And I remember sitting there thinking, wait a second, this lady, Miss Schwai, she's getting paid to do this. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to do that. And, and so I became a teacher of little kids, thought I would do it forever. But after a couple of years of teaching dinosaurs, I was done. And uh, you know, once you've taught transportation to second graders and, you know, homeschool parents are listening going, Kathy, I have seven kids and I teach that every year. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I have such respect for you to teach it with joy and love and integrity every time because it does get old. But I, I just I knew that this wasn't where I was supposed to land, earned a PhD in reading and ed psych, educational psychology, which is the psychology of learning. So I'm fascinated by how the brain works and I'm fascinated by, you know, the heart and the head connection and what role does motivation play in the academic pursuit for a child. And that's that's a lot of my interest and became a professor in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And uh, again, Leslie, I thought I would be a professor forever. I thought, man, this is what I've earned a degree for. This is how God's equipped me. I'm a huge fan of Ephesians 2.10, believing that we were created in advance to do good work, that we would walk mm. in now those good works. And I thought, you know, this is it. And I enjoyed teaching uh, people how to teach. I enjoyed my graduate students. But after four years, I'm like, this isn't it. And, you know, I don't know your your background well, Leslie, but it was a bit scary, actually. I felt yeah. like I'd missed God again. And I was a relatively new believer. I was raised in church, came to faith in Christ at 19, which is a story that I'll tell a part of in one of my workshops at your conference. But I um, I just knew that it wasn't my landing place. And, he, and here's what here's what God did. He showed me over and over again through people in my church that parents were the child's most important teacher. Hmm. Teacher is a noun for a parent. And you can't deny that. Deuteronomy 6 and other passages in the Holy Accurate Word of God would declare that a child is dependent upon moms and dads. And moms and dads have nothing more important to do than to honor their marriage and a parent strong. And I was getting the nudge to work with parents. I'm single. I'll just out that for your audience. You know, some people are like, well, Kathy, what right do you have to tell me about my kids? <laughs> well, let me remind everyone that Jesus was not married and he wasn't a dad and he had a lot of wisdom for husbands, wives, and parents. So I'm not Jesus, please. You know, and I'm laughing. <laughs> I want to my face. But uh, it's, you know, but, but the point is that God equips us yeah. in a variety of ways for his kingdom's work. And the fact that I'm single without kids allows me to do what I do in the way that I do it. I stay away from bedtime battles and picky eaters because that's not my, my right. But I do have the expertise, and I appreciate that you use that word to describe me, and that's through interviewing people and, and learning and research and teaching and, and writing and, and the education that I have. So I did, I thought, God, I can't talk to parents. I don't have a right. And I went and I did a little PTA meeting at an elementary school that I was invited to by a friend of mine in church. And Leslie, they loved it. I'll never forget it. I spoke about something I still speak about today and write about today, which is how to compliment and correct our children so that it's beneficial to them. And the, mm -hmm. dif the difference between correction and criticism, one of my favorite things to teach. And they were on the edge of their seat. And I I'll never forget it. And I don't want to forget that moment of transformation, information that I saw happen because as much as I enjoyed working with teachers, people training to become teachers, um, these were moms and dads in the throes with their kids, battling the hard stuff, the hmm. temper tantrums and the picky eating right. and the academically apathetic kid that won't you know, work on spelling. And I, I was able to give real hope. And, you know, God's laughing, right? God's like, told you so. Exactly. So My ways I, are better than your ways. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if, I, if I call you, you might want to just go in that direction. And so I, I began to really, you know, search and research and 
what I do, I, I'd spent, no joke, two years, what I called walking and wondering, praying and pondering, mm. because I, I was a professor. I had arrived. My mom and dad were proud and all that. Well, I decided to earn tenure and then I quit, which no one wow. did. <laughs> so I went through the educational process. I felt like I was, I was known as a believer on campus. I was in charge. I was the faculty advisor for InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. I co-led the faculty staff a bi-weekly devotional time. And I thought if I quit, it's not going to look good for Jesus. And they're yeah. going, they will say, oh, she never would have made it. So I decided to stay for my own integrity, but also for the goodness of the gospel. And it was a beautiful, hard process. And what was just so much fun was earning tenure, which gives you a job for life. I'm not right, actually not right. a fan of tenure. I think that it increases your apathy, but I earned tenure. And then I walked into the vice chancellor's office and I quit. And they were like, what? No one does that. Who does that? Yeah. <laughs> and what was really interesting, Leslie, and, and I hope this is interesting to the listeners. I was, they tried to bribe me back. You know, they were like, like I, I was popular there and I enjoyed my job. I didn't leave because I didn't enjoy my job. Yeah. I left because God called me somewhere else. And I kept trying to explain to these people who don't have a relationship with Christ, there's nothing you can do that would cause me to stay because I would be disobedient and disobedience isn't worth it. And so I quit my job and I moved from Green Bay to Fort Worth at the invitation of someone who offered to mentor me. And we're almost 30 years in. Wow. And it's, it's been a ride and and it's such a privilege. So my, my, my desire to work with parents was birthed before Celebrate Kids was birthed. And, and I'll say this and then I'll, I'll flip it back to you. I believe that homeschooling is an extension of great parenting. Yeah, absolutely. It's an extension of great parenting. And what I love about what you've asked me to do at your conferences is to speak to the issues that will establish greater parenting success. You know, I'm not a curriculum expert. You have other people speaking on that. Right. I've right. never homeschooled children. I don't have any. You have other people speaking about that. You're allowing me to come in and speak about the things that are general, that are about relationships and about mm -hmm. honoring the way their children were created and, and how to educate them the way that they were designed to be. And how do you get to know your four kids and treat them separately, even though they're at the same kitchen table learning, yeah. you know, learning spelling. So I'm, I'm just delighted. So that's a little bit of my story. And it's a, it continues to be a great ride. I, I enjoy every day I wake up. I'm so grateful. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, even as you were talking, I was thinking before, and then you tied it all down and just kind of stole my thunder here. But but I was I was thinking, you know, we have people that are veteran moms that can talk to those behavior, you know, the the very specific things that you noted, the picky eaters, the this, that, and the other. You've got people that have studied deeply what the Bible says about this discipleship focused parenting and stuff like that. You've got curriculum experts, people, we've got people on site that have written curriculum that are, they have PhD or master's degrees and PhDs in curriculum itself. Yep. So all of those areas are there if you need them. But for so many of us, we don't have someone who can make all of those connections. And you talked about the heart and mind connection and the, yeah, it is fascinating to be able to get the information that opens up, wow, this is why Johnny Yes. like this and there is no value that you can put on that kind of insight into your child's heart and mind and the way they work because that just unlocked your ability to disciple to educate to do everything else with him better yes yes and they they get to know us when we get to know them right and and, and that we need to understand that you know we live with them you know we we're raising them but do they know our heart and they do they know what motivates us? Do they understand why we are up at six in the morning reading the scripture every yeah. day or whatever it may be? Why do we pray over them by name? 
So when you home educate your kids, they're not just because you're physically present more, but you you tend to have, I think homeschoolers tend to have a heart that beats loudly for every child. And the kids know that, and it's rich. I'm so proud of every parent who makes the decision. I I know it's not easy. I I know it's a challenge, but it's the right, it's it's a really good thing to do. Well, and and that decision to homeschool literally impacts every single area of your life. It impacts your marriage. It impacts your relationship with your children, generally for the better. Um, It impacts your financial situation because for a lot of women, that means, you know, or for a lot of families, that means at least one parent isn't working outside of the home now. So it just, it has such a profound impact, but our kids do see it and they do know, you know, at varying stages, my kids are now 21, 19, 17 and 14. So they're at the stage now where they can see very clearly how blessed and charmed their life really was because of the decisions that were made all the way up. And and to have them come home from college and say, you know, I was so much more prepared for whatever because of these conversations that we had or the way that you approached whatever. And I get that almost every single day. And again, I, I said this a minute ago, there's no price that you can put on that there's no price that as when the world would say your kids are going to walk away they're not going to want to have anything to do with you i'm still kicking mine out of my bedroom at one in the morning because they're still wanting to talk Mm -hmm. um and so those are the relationships that you're building right now as you're making these tough decisions to to turn your life upside down and homeschool these kiddos uh when society doesn't necessarily back you up on it all the time right in fact i know people homeschooling where their own family doesn't back them up. right absolutely you know, to look like rebels in their own family, which is awkward. And I really appreciate, again, that you're putting on the conferences because, you know, even though you and I are saying this is a good decision and this is the best thing for your family, we also know it's hard. Oh, there yeah. are still kids at home who rebel or who don't want to memorize math facts or don't want to, you know, write an essay or watch a DVD in full or they don't like the curriculum or they don't like you or whatever. And so, you know, what an opportunity to come together, especially people who are trying to figure this out. You know, should I really be doing traditional, true homeschooling, not schooling at home, but true homeschooling? Is this what we should be doing as a family? And what would that look like? I love the idea of being able to hang out with other families and, you know, sit next to people and say, hey, how old are your kids? And what are you doing? And how do you handle this? And, you know, to walk the exhibit hall and talk to the experts and say, you know, my kid is somewhat dyslexic. What do you recommend? Or, you know, in my case, they might come and say, you know, we're struggling with motivation or resiliency, which I'm so excited to speak on for your event. Or the way that they're smart differently. Um, what an opportunity to come and find out that we can do this and there's no, I mean, yeah, we can do it. We can do it differently yep. from our neighbors. We can do it. Well, and God, like and again, you alluded to this with your own story. God equips you to do what he's called you to do. Yeah. So we don't have to, to strike out on this crazy idea all in our own strength. If we're following God's call on our life, he is going to work miraculously. And we're going to look back in our rearview mirror one day and say, wow, I didn't even realize God was doing all that stuff, but just day by day, obedience, steps of faith. And then you get to look back and you see, wow, look what God has done. And for us to talk about that in front of our children, to, yes. to, and go to you know, Sarah, I wasn't sure that this would go so well today. I was a little bit anxious and, you know, you rocked it. And I'm so grateful for your attitude. And I just want to give God praise because yep. he equipped both you and me to do this really bizarre science experiment that neither one of us was very confident about. Like, I love the idea that parents, um, because of the intimacy and the amount of time you're with the kids. And you know what, Leslie, they see us learn right alongside. Oh, them. absolutely. 
homeschool parents tell me all the time that they are better educated now because they're teaching their kids. Like I would know more history if I was homeschooling children. I think it's fabulous. But not only do they see you learn history, math, science, they see you learn humility and they see you yes. learn humility and they see you learn perseverance and they see you not get angry at yourself when a lesson doesn't go the way that you thought or you forgot to leave on time for a piano lesson because you were so involved in the literature. <laughs> You know, they see that you're human and they see how you handle what life brings your way. And th this is what the family unit is supposed to be, right. where the iron sharpening iron happens mostly there at home. So what a what a possibility exists, right, for these children and for the parents who have chosen this. Oh, absolutely. Well, we are we are running low on time. I would love for you to give everyone a little bit of an idea of what you're going to be speaking on at our events. You've you'll be we'll be live streaming some of your sessions during our first event because Nashville is a little bit more COVID lockdown than our other sites. But if you can let us know kind of what what you're going to be talking on so that parents know what to expect when they get there. Yeah, thanks, Leslie. I'd love to. Well, you've chosen that I would speak on resiliency twice in Nashville, and I was excited about that because resiliency is the ability to bounce back quickly from defeat, trauma, disappointment. Mm. And one of the things that I spoke on a lot during the COVID year over virtual homeschooling conferences and the like was this particular topic, because we cannot allow our children to be defined by loss. They cannot be known as the quarantine generation. It's wow. not appropriate to have such a negative um, label. All of us have a need to be resilient. Parents who have lost income and jobs and family members and the fear that's in our culture and just a variety of things. So we're going to look at how do you raise resilient kids, which is the opposite of perfectionism, by the way. You know, how do you handle their mistakes so that they won't be afraid to make another one in your presence? I'm looking forward to that. I'm also so excited to speak about the eight great smarts. This is a topic I've done often on talk radio. Some of our listeners today might even be remembering my voice and going, I think I know that <laughs> voice. And it might be from other podcasts or radio interviews. I think that it's extremely important that parents and children understand that we're smart in eight different ways. We're going to look at how to teach to all eight, how to review to all eight. It's also rel relative to a discipline. I was a chatty Cathy as a child, and now people pay me <laughs> to talk, which is beautiful. You know, Such a so, great thing. <laughs> I know. I mean, and I bet it's true for you too, Leslie. You know, so the way that we are as children is the way we ought to be as adults, unless it's paralyzed. If I would have been raised, be quiet, be quiet, shut up, go yeah. find something to do, I wouldn't be here on this podcast with you. We have got to know our children and raise them according to God's design. And so we're going to look at those eight smarts. And it's going to be really cool because you know what, Leslie, there are a lot of moms and dads who know that the other school options will not fit their child well. They have a Wiggly Wilma or they have a Chatty Cathy or they have a Body Smart Billy or they have a Nature Smart, you know, Nancy who just wants to be digging in the dirt all day long yeah. and the, the, the school down the road is not going to put up with that. Well, guess what? In homeschooling, we can actually let them dig in the dirt every single day <laughs> if we want to. And so we're going to look at that, which is great. I also i am so interested um, you chose that I would speak about change in Nashville, and I love that. I'm doing it on Saturday, and the reason I love that is how many parents are going to come to the conference, and they're going to want to make changes, right? Yeah. They're going to listen to us speak, and they're going to go, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that with Samantha. That's a great idea. That'll work really well with, you know, Katie. Well, I'm going to talk about the change process. How does change really happen, which is relevant to us as adults because we still need to be growing, but it's super relevant for your children's character for your children's sloppy handwriting, for your children's you know, apathy toward history. How do you change them from what's currently going on to what could be? And um, do you want a little golden nugget? Should I share a little oh, golden yes, nugget? Oh yes, please, a golden nugget. Okay. 
Okay, here it is. Change means exchange. If you look up change in a dictionary, it means exchange. So wow. change is only possible when we know what to change out of and what to change into. And that's right out of Ephesians 4, 22 yeah. through 24. So wow. we can take a Bible passage and we can apply it to spelling and math memorization and attitudes toward a sibling. And it's, it's going to be fun. So I'm really looking forward to that. I noticed in Rogers, Arkansas, you're having me speak about uh, thinking, which is so exciting to me as well, because we tell kids to think, you know, would you just think, <laughs> you know, like, does that help? Like, have we ever taught them how to think? And do they know how to think about fiction versus nonfiction? It's going to be a great practical workshop as well. So I'm totally excited. And then who knows what you're going to choose for the other conferences? Yeah, we'll just keep you guessing. I actually have the Round Rock schedule on my wall with post-it notes right now. I just, we're so busy with Nashville Prep. I haven't been able to get my 14-year-old to read it off to me so I can key it into the computer. <laughs> Hopefully great. very soon. Hopefully very soon. Well, Dr. Kathy, it has been a joy, just an absolute joy to hang out with you today. And I cannot wait to see you next week in Nashville, the week after in Rogers. Then we'll be in Texas the middle of April. We'll be in Mobile in May. And then, you know, just hopefully get the opportunity to serve lots and lots with you in the days ahead. So thank you for joining us today. Well, it's an honor to be a part of your action, Leslie, and I mean that. And uh, thanks for your passion for families and your interest in who I am and what I'm doing here at Celebrate Kids. I really appreciate it. Well, and before we go, I will link to all of your, your information in the show notes, but could you tell everybody where they can connect with you and, you know, just kind of make sure they know where to find you before the event. And then we'll, we'll hook you up. If you're going to the event, we'll make sure you know where to find her there too. I appreciate that. So our website is very simple, celebratekids.com, celebratekids.com. And we're on Instagram and, and Facebook and the other social media sites with Celebrate Kids Inc., um, is where you'll find us. We have a lot of video, a lot of uh, good posts. Um, I'm also the founder of Ignite the Family, which is the conference ministry of Celebrate Kids. So we also have a great social media presence at Ignite the Family, and you might want to check that out as well. So appreciate that so much. My books are available, of course, on the traditional you know, sites or at our store at CelebrateKids.com. Fantastic. Well, we'll make sure that we link all of those in the show notes. And so again, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody else, thank you all for hanging out with us today. I absolutely cannot wait to, to get to talk to you again and hopefully see you in an event really, really soon. So have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events, and then throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.